Welcome to the Innovation Roundtable Insights Podcast. This episode was recorded in Wolfsburg, Germany at an Innovation Roundtable workshop hosted by Volkswagen in February 2018, where our colleague Leonard sat down with Michael Cato, Chief Digital Officer at Scania, to discuss innovation frameworks in the manufacturing industry. Cato shares best practices for bringing innovations through digital transformation, being competitive in the ecosystem, and the importance of culture and leadership in innovation. Michael, thank you very much for uh, joining me in my little uh, backstage studio here at the uh, uh, Volkswagen uh, Arena in Wolfsburg. Um, maybe we can start the interview by you just briefly explaining who you are, what company you work for, and what role you have at the moment. Of course. Uh, thanks a lot for inviting me as well. Uh, my name is uh, Michael Cato and I serve as the Chief Digital Officer for Scania since uh, nine, nine months. So basically I've only been for Scania less than a year in our like 126 year plus proud history. <laughs> um, maybe we can start the interview um, by just where you just briefly sketch um, kind of the innovation framework or on the innovation process at uh, Scania. Um, how does it look like at the yeah. moment? Yeah. So uh, historically Scania has been a lot about incremental innovation and uh, incremental improvements. And uh, coming into Scania, it's uh, really, really impressive to see how big, uh, how much that really is impacting the organization. So being working with continuous improvements and taking innovation uh, really, really serious for, for each role, for each part of the organization is a big part of, of where we are. And I also think that it's a big part of, of our success uh, up until this point. So that's, that's the incremental part of it. Uh, in terms of the transformational uh, innovation, we, we work basically with different channels and different approaches. And I think that also uh, we have done some daring moves, uh, especially in terms of, of, of connectivity and, and using data for data-driven development and also you know, service development in the past. Uh, but there are uh, slightly different channels for, for the more transformational initiatives, I would say. What, if you're talking about innovation, what, what are you going for? Is it more the incremental? You said like it, it, there's a long his, history and tradition for incremental innovation. Yeah. And then more the, the radical part. Yeah. Um, how would you describe kind of um, the, the, the focus on, on one hand, of, of course, but on the other hand also kind of the, the distribution between, uh, between the two? If you have like uh, 70, 20, 10 as a baseline, you know, 70% focus of managing a business, uh, 20%, you know, near future innovation and 10% being a little bit more far out. I would say that uh, for, for, for the basis, we, we are, you know, really well, you know, set off. We are doing, you know, we're improving gradually in many areas as we go along. But as we now see, you know, technology shifts within our industry, relating to autonomous and relating to electrified, there's a lot of thinking going into right now how much you know, water to pull in, to, to put in each, in each part of, or in each cup, basically. Mm. Uh, so so there, is, there is where we are now, and I think that it's basically um, uh, what you see in the automotive industry as a whole, because there's not, uh, there's not really you know, the recipe for success you know, created yet. So how do you, how do you actually you know, create those you know, innovation hubs, 
internal, external, how do you tap into like corporate venture capital and things like that. So uh, we are, I would say, in the process of finding, you know, you know, our way there and making it a little bit more clear to tap into, you know, the f- our future scenario of the business. Uh, that doesn't stop us from, from, from doing things. We are doing things, you know, uh, every day, every week, every month. Yeah. But uh, it's, um, I think it's a big question to, to, uh, to create clarity in. Mm. Now, now, when I compare, uh, you know, your industry and, and your company with other industries that are more service-based or, or, yeah. or even born digital software companies, um, there is this challenge of having tangible, you know, vehicles in, 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 your, in your case on the one hand and then having kind of that digital transformation uh, you know permeating throughout the different uh, industries and you have to kind of get those two uh, together in some way like merging the the physical and the digital world what would you say are some of the the challenges there um, if, if if you if you look at this kind of merging process That's a, that's a really, really big question. We can touch on it on, on, on maybe two major you know, areas. One thing is that everything that is you know, physical uh, in terms of flows and even products will be you know, virtualized. And there's a lot of thinking going into that on, in, in all the you know, OEMs and all in, in, in all the industrialized companies, I think. Because if you, if you can create like digital twins or digital process twins even, and you are... You have so high, you know, um, probability to, to optimize and make things better. So that's one part of it. And then you have the same thing for the products. But the other area is that, uh, you know, everything, everything will basically be connected in the future. And we started already in, in uh, 2001 when we had, you know, our trucks coming into to the workshops. We kind of tapped into the, to the, to the vehicle API and we downloaded the gazillion data points on the performance on the vehicle. So basically, already back then, we had like data-driven product development based on that data, and that was early on. And then, like 10 years later, we connected the trucks um, wirelessly. So from 2011 and onwards, basically, basically all of our you know, trucks have been generating data for two purposes. One, <laughs> you know, tapping to the old reason, being able to, to take that in to, to feed our product development. The other being being able to create services based on that data on like a freemium model. So uh, that put, put, put us in a, in a good position in terms of connectivity really, really early on. What is happening now is that you have you know, newer you know, entrants to the market that will have that you know, out of the box already and, and also has um, made their architecture, software architecture in the vehicles basically based on, on those you know, uh, future requirements. So even though we, we have a good starting point, it's, it's, it will be really, really interesting how things will evolve. I mean, when we're talking about digital almost always talk about platforms on the other hand and, and Nicholas the, the professor today he was also talking about that platform race and in the different industries and that multi-sided um, connector basically uh, between supply and demand uh, in many cases and we've seen it in the consumer space more than in the B2B space or industrial space H- how important is it you know to win 
that platform race and and how what are some of the ideas or strategies of how to do it or what platforms already exist that can be tapped into or developed even further Basically, every company or enterprise today has some type of ecosystem strategy. And during uh, late 2016 and basically during the whole of 2017, the word digital ecosystem was the new black, right? So we need to go for an ecosystem. We need an ecosystem and a platform to be able to, to embrace more of our you know, customer opportunities and challenges and being able to monetize on that. But if you, if you view the ecosystems that has been, you know, uh, really successful, uh, like 96% of them is in the B2B, uh, sorry, business to consumer space, and they have grown those ecosystems from a really, really strong starting point, right? And what we see now is that ecosystem strategies within B2B in general uh, is being a lot more nuanced. We saw that in the presentation here as well. You need to understand like the power positions which, in which the parties uh, you play with uh, in order to understand where you will be like the contributor and where you will be the platform and the supplier of the extended value. And I think that a lot more thinking needs to, to go into that, especially in, in uh, transportation and logistics, uh, on how you actually you know, shape your position to be able to, to add value and receive value in the platforms and the ecosystem in the industry as a whole. And I, th I definitely think that we will see uh, a lot of development there in the future, but we are still very, very early on in the game, especially if you look on look on how the world of logistics is developing. I mean, you have the fully automated ports, etc., but that's only one part of the value chain, right? So uh, still early on in the game, of course, we are thinking of it. Uh, a lot of other you know, players are thinking of it as well. Uh, but I don't, uh, I, think, I think earlier on, uh, many business-to-business -business companies you know, fell in the trap arguing that, okay, we will have the platform of platforms, <laughs> we will, have, we will uh, own everything, and very few have been able to, to deliver on that, uh, <laughs> on that objective. When, when you think about kind of the initiatives and projects you are running in the digital space at, at Skonia, how are you putting together teams to do that? And, and how are those teams then running the projects and how are those projects funded along the way? Yeah, yeah. And, and I think that uh, the answer is uh, as boring as you will hear from, <laughs> from most <laughs> of the people. We try to, to organize you know, cross-functionally uh, as far as possible for, for innovation purposes, driving things uh, together. Uh, but a lot of like the incremental uh, innovation and a lot of the incremental like digital innovation and development as well is based you know within the function what can what can you do to to kind of add a cross functional layer to that well there's there's uh, a bunch of recipes to that one thing is to be able to to create you know common enablers which you know the different functions can tap into The other thing is to, to drive an agenda of you know, cross-functional uh, initiatives where they have like, the same objectives, but where they can be you know, basically delivered you know, within the function. 
And then it's, it's also about you know creating you know lighthouses for like movement purposes. So you need to you need to overly communicate on on, on what you actually can do and uh, what the possibilities are. And I think that we have some good examples of that. We have been based on our position within connected vehicles and data and you know putting algorithms to that we are trying to spread that throughout the organization in, in basically uh, putting pressure on the business to come up with use cases where you could use you know from data to ai capabilities in solving you know real business problem with real business value uh, in in different different parts of the organization where you would probably not think of it in the beginning but based on that you're able to create knowledge and create lighthouses and that will also uh, uh, strengthen you know cross-functional you know competence uh, in the organization one important piece typically mostly it is in the beginning uh, if there is a beginning and an end or mostly it's very cyclical but it's really figuring out the what the customer needs and, and customer insights really are yeah. and, and 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 how to best you know, cater for those. Yeah. How do you, and, it, and now we're talking about the digital age, moving into digital. Yeah. Uh, how do you uh, gain that, you know, those customer needs, those customer insights, how do you gather that information and how is it used then uh, in, the, in the product development? Yeah, and that's a, that's a big question. I will answer uh, on the digital side of that, but then there's also... Additionally, you know, information that goes into uh, basically, you know, product and R&D development uh, <laughs> since we, you know, cover, you know, big areas here as well. But uh, I think that from what I see within the, in, within the industry, it's, it's really important for us and for other brands as well to strengthen the customer insight view based on like a customer life cycle or a customer journey visualization or a customer journey approach. Because what happens is that, okay, we have, you know, the different markets throughout the world, like Europe is a big market for us, also South America. And then we have the different applications, you know, we have the the long haulage, we have the construction, and then we have the buses, for instance. And we tend to have, you know, a little bit of different buying patterns, of course, between the segments that we're serving, but also based on on geography. And we need to, to take, you know, informed decisions Uh, where, which we can include a lot of people in when making those prioritizations. Mm-hmm. And if you, do, if you don't have an outside-in view on uh, the market that you're serving or actually the person <laughs> that you are addressing, it's really hard to make those choices. So I, I think that, uh, I think that in, in, in the industry as a whole, also referring to, to the, the view that uh, JJ shared you know, this morning, having that you know those visualization taking service design to a strategic level for the applications and the segments and the markets that you're serving is really really important and that could be and that i mean doing that in a big corporation that's like a lifetime achievement <laughs> but you need you need to start somewhere you need to start where uh, the opportunities are the greatest and also where the change is the greatest so uh, eventually you know ending up in 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 um, battery electric, uh, fully <laughs> autonomous, uh, that's like the end state. But there's also a significant you know, por- portion of here and now <laughs> before we are there. And to be able to lock, lock up, you know, unlock those opportunities and address those challenges, I think 
many of the responses come from you know an, an outside in uh, like journey visualization based on like service design principles it feels a little bit odd to to speak about that you know 2018 <laughs> but i think but i think you know a lot of the basics comes from that actually let me ask a question about measurement and kpis in, in innovation projects also maybe those innovation projects that are a bit more radical or yeah. transformational what are you using there what, what are some of the the tools and methods yeah for for our more transformational innovation we uh, we use a, a wide set of metrics um, of course we use you know input and output kpis but we are also of course you know really interested in in, in throughput and speed and those type of uh, and those type of metrics what do you think is important in terms of when you think about culture and digital transformation i mean it is a quite a shift that is happening at the moment yeah. for many organizations yeah what is important to get right in terms of culture yeah i i, I would think that a lot has been written in, in the, this aspect but i mean referring to like lean startup methodology that's that's kind of the thing that you want to create i mean you want to be able to create you know autonomy within within teams that are working with stuff that you want to get moving and 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 that is a lot easier you know said than done in 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 a traditional OEM like Scania. I mean, um, uh, I, I would say that a lot of, you know, like the anchoring needed just to be sure that you're working with the right thing, uh, you know, means that, you know, things, you know, uh, seems to take a lot more time than, 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 than what, I'm, what, what I'm used to. So what I would, what I would uh, like to see a little bit more of is like, like dare to try and be able to to also uh, understand that you know uh, making mis mistakes is okay and uh, and not being you know too sure that the solution or the idea that you have is you know the most brilliant one because you can you can go on thinking about that for for too long of a time instead of of, of trying it and spending a few weeks on your idea And, and then understand if it, it if it flies or not. So th those are some of the things that that I that I think that uh, are important to tap into. And also, I think you know, it's also um, of, of a big importance to be to be more you know outside in in terms of you know innovation and especially digital innovation throughout the layers of the organization, because we tend to have like you know informed executives. <laughs> and, and managers, but I think that a lot of the potential comes from <clears throat> getting you know ideas and inspirations from the outside and taking it through the organization you know bottom up. And I think that uh, there's there's some some value that could be, be added there uh, uh, from my experience so far. Let me ask you about a, a topic that is is somehow related at least, uh, and this is leadership. And, and leadership and, and innovation and digital, kind of those three words uh, put into one bowl. How would you describe what is important in terms of leadership when doing those uh, innovation, digital innovation uh, projects? I mean, I think that digital is touching everything within the organization now. And, uh, and as in, in a traditional industry, we have some leaders that 
might be you know late bloomers and some has been in on the game and, and visionary early on so and, and you have that range but i think it's important that in the role like as a, as a business leader not being as me you know in the digital center i think it's important to put yourself in the middle of, of the things happening and, and being in the center of the stuff uh, that is important to deliver on the digital ambition would be really is, is of big importance and to be to be open with that uh, i'm here to learn more <laughs> and i'm also here to 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 dare to try and also uh, creating like a dare to try mentality within the organization otherwise uh, you will not get things moving because you have you know the processes you have the anchoring and in many cases you have also like business case requirements for everything Uh, but if you're also a little bit hesitant <laughs> to, you know, put yourself in the center of that, that that creates also a barrier uh, for for uh, uh, making, you know, shifts happening. And I think that uh, uh, I think that working with, you know, um, historic historically traditional organization, you see these, you know, different types of behavior. And I think that my role is to 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 speed up also the motivation of making things you know happening. Mm. When you last question now uh, Michael um when you look at innovation let's say the last 10 20 years um when you look back what do you see as changing and and what are some of the reasons for those changes? Yeah. I think that you know innovation as a term has gone from you know being you know like a fluffy concept which basically could relate to very many things to being you know more practically oriented connected with both you know methodology and output in a way uh, that is has been really really good for for you know innovation as a whole and i also think that digital taps into to that and create you know innovation leverage both on meto- methodology but also you know Um, providing proof points because you are uh, able to do things i mean uh, innovation uh, in the automotive industry like 30 years ago was connected to like doing a new smart thing which could go into the vehicle but you know very physical today uh, it's a lot more tied to you know innovation of services innovation of processes and process design uh, and uh, so my basic view would have been it's been you know taking from like physical and and maybe a little bit fluffy in other areas to to more concrete michael yes. thank you very much for that uh, pleasant conversation thank you very much <laughs> the video version of this podcast can be accessed via innovationroundtable.online the innovation roundtable online network is your portal to a wide variety of exclusive content including video presentations interviews insights reports and articles Not only that, innovationroundtable.online is also a place where you can connect with other corporate innovators, share experiences, request collaborations, and gain inspiration from your peers. Our network is exclusively for innovation practitioners in large firms, so visit innovationroundtable.online to discover more and request your seven-day free trial account.